dun 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 Okay, the music myself. Hello everybody and welcome to the Go Play That podcast. We're back again. I have a new crew with me this time. Uh, I'm joined by Earl Baker and Ricardo Hush Gonzalez. Hello. Sorry, sorry for butchering that name. Oh, you destroyed it, but it's fine. Hello. We played a fair few hours on the Doom Beater on PS4. Uh, this was over the weekend. It was five of us that got together. Yeah, um, yeah, almost everyone. Everyone but Bob. Yeah. All the missed Bob. Yeah. Oh. yeah. But you guys have been Let playing. Down. You guys played PC as well, right? I have been playing the PC Alpha uh, before this came out. So I played it. A month, maybe two months ago, because oh, okay. I pre-ordered uh, Wolf and I pre-ordered Wolfenstein: The New Order. Okay. And that gave you the Doom Alpha access. Um, and I also have played this recent closed beta uh, last night after we played the PS3, uh, PS4 one. So yeah, okay. I, I have I've played a decent amount on both platforms now. You know, yeah, I, I didn't get to play on PC. I was having an issue with installation. But it's fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, we we liked it, right? Is that is that a, a confident thing I can say? We collectively liked it. I I did like it. I, I probably liked it better because I was playing with you guys. But, okay, uh, but I did like it. Yeah, mm. it doesn't. I mean, yeah, I think we we went in kind of skeptical. Uh, I think you were skeptical of it also on console because you hadn't uh, played first person shooters much on a on a controller. No, I, I generally avoid them. I'm it's I'm just not very good with the PS4 controller in particular. I'm pretty decent with the Xbox One controller. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bit of a dead zone on the PS4 controller that I just can't get used to. Uh, it's there by design. It's not a it's not a flaw. It's just a, a design choice, and I, I just can't get around it. I prefer the ever so ever so slight movement to be. A grand gesture on the screen. Uh, that's that's what I'm used to with mouse and keyboard, and you, right, you don't really yeah. get that on PS4. Xbox One, they've got it just about right. I've played Battlefield and Battlefront on there, um, but yeah, you, definitely not my platform of you choice. Really, you really can feel the difference between the two platforms then. Massively, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, big time. Yeah, you you too as well, uh, Rob. Yeah, I've uh, played Black Ops Three on PS4, but every other shooter I play on xbox and i've played the same on on both consoles and i i don't like first person shooters on on the ps4 sticks no okay interesting because i don't have xbox one so i can't compare but it's interesting that it makes that much of a difference yeah we both prefer the x1 controller and we use that as our pc controller a lot these days Mm -hmm. okay um but anyway ps4 beta uh held up really well Mm -hmm. like performs really well uh, yeah, so there was five of us and we got to play the two different modes on the two different maps that there were and came out very impressed. But uh, that's not been the case for the majority The majority of the internet from what we've been seeing. It's a problem with no. having such a big name. You, you expect something and then they give you something else and by default you think, oh, this is bad. 
But yeah, that's that's definitely what's happened. And to, and I've, I have to confess that I fell for this as well. Um, when I played the alpha, I thought this is pretty terrible. Um, even playing the beta for a little while before before jumping on with you guys uh, to make sure that I could get, <laughs> I was I was really nervous about the uh, the controller sensitivity. Oof. So I, I jumped on to try and sort that out before we got together. Yeah. Um, that was a problem. It was a huge problem for me, at least. Yeah. I, I just I just couldn't get it quite right. But regardless of the controller, it isn't Doom, and that's a big jolt to have to get over. As you say, they put that name at the front. You expect something, and when it's not delivered, your gut reaction is to reject it. And I did it first, but I actually really like what they're doing with this game. Um, not Doom, but it's, it's a really fun multiplayer shooter. We don't know what the single player holds for us yet. Yeah, that's true. Single player... If they can have a single player similar to what Doom 3 ha- um, was doing before, and having this type of fast-paced multiplayer, it's it would be a very nice game. It would be a very complete kind of game. It's funny you say fast-paced, because although the action is is fast, one of the things that people have really rebelled against is the run speed. It's several degrees slower than Doom 3, for example. Significantly slower than any of the Quake games. <laughs> and uh, one of the big criticisms is that, and I, and I believe it to be true, not saying it's bad, the, the run speed is tuned for uh, console play because the run speed matches the rotation speed of the right stick. Oh, okay. Um, so when you play on a PC, you have a rotation speed that is extremely sensitive and fast, but the forward propulsion is slow. But it's mm. only slow in relation to this style of game. But right. it looks, so it seems like it's at odds on PC, the, the movement compared to the, the look. Not really, because, I mean, it's, it's faster than the run speed for um, Battlefield or Call of Duty, I would say. It's, it's faster than those. I think when you're put into that environment with the health pickups and the ammo that rotates um, and glows bright blue, you expect a certain feel just because your brain has been programmed to, to expect a certain speed, a certain pace. And when it's not there, it's, it's at odds with your expectations. So I don't think it's too slow. I actually think it's a, it's a really nice pace. It's just not Doom. And I, I, I actually, before the podcast, did a little bit of research to see um, what the equivalent speed of Doom Guy in the original Doom uh, runs at. And he runs at 50 miles per hour. <laughs> okay. So... He runs completely ridiculously fast in the original games, and it makes complete sense to slow that down. And I don't know if there really is a, a time or a place for the, the kind of gameplay that the original Doom offered. And let's face it, that game is still there. It didn't go anywhere. You can still play it. Yeah, yeah there are also other games from... A similar era that are getting new versions there's the unreal tournament which is free to play there there's still ways of playing like quake live there isn't another new quake is there um there is supposedly a new quake in development but we know nothing oh, about it okay is okay there, but there's like not a, a new one no. i thought it was like a browser version nowadays so quake live um the browser game has been taken offline oh, okay but but it's been replaced with because uh, it used to be a free-to-play thing mm-hmm and it's been replaced with a Steam version, which is 
I think it's five dollars, and then you've got the whole thing. It's, 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 it's quite popular. Cool. Uh, yeah. well, one thing about the speed. Um, it's funny that you're saying that uh, Doom was really fast before, because that kind of depends on the PC you have. Because back in the day, my PC was so bad that I did not feel that speed. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if if you run it now, it it's um, it, it runs just ridiculously quickly. Yeah. Uh, ridiculously yeah. fast. Sorry. Um, but it feels right, and to to many players that love that franchise, that's the run speed that they expect, and. To, to, to weigh in my opinion on this, I do think it was a mistake to call this game Doom. I think they've kind of opened the door to this kind of criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely don't think the design choices in the game, generally speaking, are a mistake. I think they've, they're making a, a really fun, very accessible game. But yeah, it's a very, very powerful franchise name to, to be messing around with. Um, may, yeah. Maybe there isn't actually space for a new Doom at all on the market. I can agree that it seems consolified in terms of accessibility, and again, that's that's fine if in if it's in isolation. But and I'm interested to play the full game. Looking forward to seeing uh, what else there is uh, to offer. But yeah, calling it Doom seems like the biggest mistake that they could have made. Unless the the closed beta doesn't show everything, so the open beta. Um, but there isn't even a standard deathmatch mode. There's different. That, that's not everything there is, but I don't know if there is an all v all deathmatch. Yeah, I mean, even the team deathmatch um, incorporates a monster that you can spawn. Yeah, and basically runs rampant, left for dead style through the other team with like one hit kills and stuff. So that 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 in itself is is a different mode. I, I and I really enjoy it, but again, it's it's unique to this game. It's never happened in a Doom game before. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed the power-ups. Um, I liked that. I wasn't sure about the, the loadouts because standard arena games are going to have all the weapons, all the power weapons on the map. So it's all about how good you are as a player of controlling the map and controlling the weapons. That still exists in this game with the power-ups and with the demon that you need to get to. Um, but it it feels more exciting that people's loadouts are more customized and they start with a weapon that feels better for them whereas other games you'd have all been left with the same like assault rifle to begin with or something like that yeah there's 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 two ways you can look at it so you know where the monsters spawn like the the ability to to to, to become that monster and you know where the the ultimate weapons spawn um yeah. and it kind of leads to people camping those areas out there's there's a there's a, a battle for control on those areas of the map specifically. Um, so some people are saying that it's 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 changed the dynamic of the game because it used to be controlling the whole map. Now it's just controlling one corner of the map. It's a bit like uh, Unreal, basically, because with uh, Unreal, you would yeah. know where to go in the map. Each map would have specific weapons or power ups, and you would just go around it and just play through. Right. But I felt that the the fact that you have loadouts now means that I'm spawning with two of my weapons of choice. So I am already comfortable with the weapon that's in my hands the moment I spawn. So I actually didn't really feel that anxious about getting to those super weapons. And if I'm a more skilled player than the person with them as the monster or the the super weapon, I, I still can take them down. Whereas in standard Doom, you start off with a pistol. 
and you have to get to even a, a middle range weapon and sometimes you won't get there because there's a guy running around with a rocket launcher Another thing about weapons is that you wouldn't usually play as a sniper in Doom. I don't even remember. Yeah, if that was the yeah, game. yeah, yeah. That's 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 very unique to this game as well. The fact that there's a sniper rifle yeah, at all. A few of us yesterday were were using it because it kind of made sense. And it, yeah, it's actually a f very effective. Uh, the maps allow for it, and even shooting from the hip, it sort of plays like a railgun almost. Yeah. It feels good to play with a team uh, to sort of agree on who's going to do what i think as we play it more we'd probably have got into a into a state of making sure the same person got like the power weapon or the power up uh whoever's best at using it and then you'd have people like we ended up using a variety of different weapons as you say some of us were using the thing was called a vortex rifle mm. and then i saw earl on on the stream didn't realize until later but you were using the rocket launcher for the majority tom was using the the super shotgun as his primary, whereas that was my secondary. Mm -hmm, mine too, my secondary. Yeah, that felt, feels like a good one to have in the back pocket for yeah. when you're either out of ammo or going around a tight corner. Um, but no, I enjoyed the team dynamic. Uh, that's you know that's what I get out of first person shooters. That's the the best feeling you can get out of it. Uh, I prefer to have a team experience rather than an individual win or something like that. And um, what was that mode called? The, the, not the team deathmatch mode, but the warpath. Uh, warpath. That's the so one. So warpath was fantastic. I really like King of the Hill modes, and um, in Halo, there's the King of the Hill modifier where it will change position on a set time, like every sixty seconds, it will move to another location. Right. Yeah. So, so you'd have um, people that had just died and are respawning, prepared to run to the next area to to capture it ahead of the other team rather than running to where it currently is in this it's on a train like there's a track around the level and it and it telegraphs where it's going to be um but it's constantly moving and it's it's long enough it's like a snake and it's long enough that you can move about quite freely and not sort of be in one spot ready to get taken down by a few rocket hits like that's that would always be the problem with halo king of the hill you'd you'd get in there and then you'd get blown away because you've got nowhere to run run to yeah so. it's funny you've actually stepped on something because um some people are complaining about the fact that the weapons are very weak um i think it takes uh if someone has armor it can take more than three direct hits with a rocket to kill someone for sure oh, yeah. yeah um but all of the weapons are balanced that way it's not like one is particularly like imbalanced over the others and i felt that it actually gave for a kind of unique feel to the combat which reminded me a little bit of team fortress 2 right where mm -hmm. even when someone hits you with the big guns you are able to assess the situation you're in and um either find cover find health or, or deal with the situation using your skill and taking them down before you yeah it's, whereas it's, they they can pursue you and still beat you even if you're good if they know how to uh react to how you're moving exactly around them and and i, and I realize as i'm saying it that that actually is, sounds quite unappealing to to some players and i and i really don't like shooters where everyone's a big bullet sponge um but i really enjoyed this one I, I just feel like the map design 
as long as you are playing as a team, I think that's important. The map design really allowed for some great power swings to and fro. Like yeah. I could be in real danger with two people on my back, but there's enough time for me to communicate, hey, I'm in trouble. There's two guys currently shooting at me and for you to come three seconds later um, and deal with the situation. And that's that's quite rare because in, in Counter-Strike or even Call of Duty, by the time you see two people, you're dead. You're dead, yeah. Um, that's true. Which is usually my favored style of play. I like the fact, you know, shoot man, man die. Um, but this actually was a breath of fresh air for me. Yeah. Um, and I preferred this over any Halo multiplayer game I've played, which is a similar feel. I, I like I like that this is a bit more cramped map design wise, and I just feel like you're always five seconds away from a teammate. But that's that's because you're thinking about it as a team play. Because if we change this to individual, maybe you wouldn't like it as much. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I did play the the PC version on my own, and maybe I I lucked out and I was playing with people that are particularly skilled or team centric, but. For me, it just felt like that. I don't know if it's the spawn positions or the map design. You're just always organically together. I I, I never found a period of time where I was uh, like completely stranded from my teammates and in a real mess. And I can think of countless times that, that happens in other shooters. In in Halo, I'm always behind or in front of a teammate. Um, and it's what is it six on six maximum. Yeah, six. so I guess I guess the maps are quite small, and that's and that's how that works. But for for me, it, it made for a really engaging gameplay where I cared about what's happening to my team. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what other modes and weapons there are because there there weren't uh, the complete set of weapons in this beta. Um, but we've not got too long to wait. I think it's 13th of May for the full release. Right, yeah. yeah. And and again, when I think of Doom, I think of a single-player campaign, especially compared, like, we're thinking back to Doom 3. Mm -hmm. I never really thought about the multiplayer that was in, in Doom 3. Um, I actually didn't very, like the multiplayer in Doom 3, funnily enough. It was very simple as well. Mm. Yeah, it was, yeah it, was, right. it was, I think it was four players. Yeah, it was like a Left 4 Dead kind of thing, yeah. Well, yeah, it was it was very very small teams. Yeah. I, th I think it was. I can't remember. I can't even remember if it goes up to eight players or not. I think it launched with like one v one v one v one. Yeah, if I recall correctly, there were a lot of um, like user created um, expansions. Those became big. right. Those were yeah big. makes makes sense as an id game, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But single player was was really cool. Was really scary. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Stu. Yeah, I, I think mean, it was Stu that never played it because he was uh, he was afraid to play in the dark. That sounds yeah, about right. So, <laughs> something moved up ahead or was shone on in the in the wrong light, and and he stopped and never came back to it. Earl managed to stick with it for February. Yeah, yeah, I played it for my four in February. Okay, it was it's uh, it was okay. It, it aged pretty well. Um, I have a lot of time for those kind of shooters anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's it's funny because um, I don't think I'd want to play another Doom 3 right now. So it's actually great for me that this new game isn't a new Doom 3. It's something completely different, it seems. Yeah. 
Well, I guess we'll wait and see on the single player because it could well feel very different. Yeah, I mean, I, I assuming that the to go back to the run speed of the main character. Aye. Um, assuming that's the same, that's already going to afford for a very different playstyle. Um, so I'm interested, um, but in actual fact, the strength of the multiplayer alone uh, won them the pre-order. So I, I'm actually going to play this game. Right. Yeah, we'll be on PC. Yeah. Uh, where you're not, where you feel at home. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, n- nothing as as much as I pull the leg of uh, my friends that play first-person shooters on console. Uh, not nothing against the 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 console version. It's just I I like to point at things with a mouse and left-click them to death. It's just, yeah, um, I feel I feel way more comfortable on a console based on that's where I played games for for most of my gaming time mm. uh, up until recently and I'm I'm pretty good still on a mouse and keyboard like I've played that Counter-Strike uh, play, was playing CSGO for a, a couple of weeks there a while back um, but yeah I will have to get used to it very much so especially considering other people will just be exploiting the, the speed with which you can look around. Yeah I was going to say you could technically play CSGO with a controller it has pad support but um, good luck with that. <laughs> no yeah. You're going to no, get, get destroyed. destroyed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, mm. yeah, because of this, I I already got a new mouse recommended by you. And, ah, you bought the Steel series. Yeah, I only needed two minutes to find it and to buy it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's it's a very popular model. Yeah. Um. Well, I'll I'll let you know how it goes next week. But yeah. um, this is coming out on the thirteenth of May, right? I w- I yeah. wonder if there's any other FPS coming out in May. We might be interested ah, in it. That's a wonderful segue there. Yeah, it's um, just, just because May is going to be a, let's say, complicated month. Yeah, because we've, we've also got, uh, we're jumping into um, Overwatch as well, aren't we? Yeah, and uh, y- you can start playing that from early May if you wanted to get on the, the final beta, which I might do, but it's not releasing until the last week of the month officially. Last mm. week, okay. I might take a look. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone. By the way, uh, it's the the mouse that we uh, Hush and I are using is the Steel Series Rival One Hundred. For those are interested. Yep, and if Steel Series would like to send us any money, yeah, uh, please po- podcast at goplaythat dot com. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's you're right. It's it's going to be a shooter heavy month. Um, both games are thematically pretty different, so not too concerned really about having two shooters in the same month. Yeah, Overwatch is hero based. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, it's sort of a almost class based, but yeah, hero based is pretty more accurate. Um, I didn't actually play it yet. I didn't have any chance to uh, to be part of any beta, but it looks I, I, it looks like fun. It looks like a Team Fortress kind of game. Yeah, it, it, Team Fortress vibe to it I, I bought it off the strength of it being a, a blizzard game to be honest oh, with you yeah, me too. It's, it's sort of in blizzard we trust exactly and blizzard can also send the check in the mail uh-huh. um but i i just i can't remember the last time i played a bad blizzard game and there are a slew of hero based um shooters coming out and uh I, that looks like the best of the bunch yep definitely um, so I guess we'll we'll return to that one next 
month and see see where we're at between the two games. It will be interesting to play. Um, like the last time I tried to play two first person games, it was with Super Hot and Devil, Devil Daggers, and that didn't work out too well. I was sta- yeah. standing still, waiting for uh, time to wait, waiting to decide my next move in Dev- Devil Daggers, and I just got destroyed by skulls. Yeah, there's there's no time, no time at all. Actually, yeah, that's that's um, a really good throwback um, for those that want to play a Doom esque game. They should play Devil Daggers instead. Totally. Yeah. That's 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 totally that's the probably, right speed and that's and probably style. fifty miles an hour. Yeah, I reckon that's, that's, <laughs> that's seems about accurate. Um, you've been playing some other stuff recently, Earl. Uh, what do you want to talk about next? Um, Spec Ops: The Line. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Finished that in 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 two sittings. Um, that's an incredible game. I mean, holy shit, that's a really good game. I didn't expect that at all. Uh, it's it's dated pretty badly visually. It's pretty pretty gnarly looking. I think it's running mm. on uh, Unreal Engine two, <laughs> two. But it doesn't matter mm. um, because aside now, I was really tempted to write an article about the game. I got very excited, and then after not much of a Google, I realised that everyone and their dog has written about this game. Um, yeah. with almost the same enthusiasm and I realized I'd be retreading old ground so go go look at um, Polygon have done in particular some excellent coverage for the game um, but that that's that's a that's a game that's sort of at odds with itself because it's a game about killing lots of people and is simultaneously making you feel horrible about killing lots of people <laughs> Um, and and the and the, the lines blur on whether the people you are killing are the bad guys or not, and you start to doubt where you actually sit on in that uh, that moral boundary. Um, but the shooting feels great as well. I think that's and and that's that's something that not many people have written about. But it actually feels fantastic to control. I think it feels better than Gears of War, and is totally trying to do what Gears of War did. Mm. I, as I said, I don't like bullet sponges in my in my shooters, and um, Gears of War. I think the enemies are a bit too meaty; they take a little bit too much to go down. Um, whereas this one, you're just always running from cover to cover, and you can make a couple of really skillful kills. Um, like you can you can down three people, run across, pick up their rifle because that spent all of the ammo in the shotgun that you just used. In the meantime, running to the next cover using your pistol, change to the rifle you just picked up, reload it, kill two guys. It just makes you feel like a badass. And that's really hard to do in video games. Not many video games do that. Um, and you feel like a damned action hero. Uh, I haven't, yeah. I, I can't even remember the last time I played a game that made you feel that way. It's um, when it clicks like that, it's when you have a fluid rhythm of motion. That it that it can really work and yeah I, I remember that game uh, doing that for me as well yeah it's it's just the, the game the gameplay design on that is just incredibly tight and it's it's almost overshadowed by the fact that the the story and the dialogue is written masterfully um, it's one of the best video game narratives I've played in about five years. Um, and it's almost a shame. <laughs> it's almost a shame that all of the commentary around this game um, is around that story because the uh, the actual gameplay itself is fantastic. 
Um, apparently, it sold terribly. It, it mm. sold in the low hundreds of thousands across all platforms. Um, and apparently, it's, that's partially attributed to the fact that they pushed very hard in the marketing the multiplayer. Oh, what? Those multiplayer? Exactly. If you play that game in 2016, you won't even know there's multiplayer because the servers are dead. Ah. But on the same point, if you played the game when it was released, and apologies, I don't know when that was, um, you wouldn't have known that there was a single player necessarily because all of the marketing was built around the multiplayer. And there are lots of interviews. Again, Polygon is probably the best place to look for it um, with the development team and the fact that they lament even having to make a multiplayer mode. And I think it came from the publisher um, that they had to do one. Um, and that yeah, was that. that seems like a marketing or, you know, f- focus group driven decision for sure. Yeah, I think, the, I think the quote was, and I'm paraphrasing slightly, um, mm-hmm. it's a bullet point you have to have on the box. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was around the, it. So it was 2012 uh, okay. when it was released. And that was definitely around the time where if you didn't have a multiplayer feature, your game was seen as lesser despite being amazing. Sure. Uh, and that game did get critically appraised. I don't know if it was like a universal praise. But yeah, it wasn't I, universal. Um, if, yeah. me- if Metacritic is worth a damn, which it's not, but people use it anyway, it, it was in the high 70s. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's a, it's a great game and we would I, I would join you in recommending it today despite it maybe aging but it it sounds like regardless of how it looks i i really enjoyed the sound design and 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 the set the setting so it was in dubai wasn't it yeah it's set in dubai um and there's constantly just this this sandstorm that's going on that blinds you like a fog of war almost and in the rare occasions where the sandstorm clears the sun is so bright that you still can't see a damn thing. <laughs> and it's used a brilliant effect because if you think of a horror game, you're scared of what's coming out of the darkness. Yeah. In this, you're scared of what's coming out of the light. And I mean, it's they, they've done the best they could with the, the technology available at the time because uh, the effect does work today. And mm. seeing just like this this glimmer come over a sand dune and the only thing you can see is the shadow that's cast because like the the landscape of the sun is directly behind him and you can't quite focus on him and you're you're basically shooting towards gunfire um, without really knowing who's on the other end of that gun and you're racing cover to cover just to get close enough to make out what what's what's there and once that encounter happens, it's so skillfully done. The, the gunplay is so enjoyable to perform that it's the whole encounter is thrilling from from beginning to end, and and the game is relentless as well. There's there's there's, there's just there's constantly these kinds of encounters, and there are some excellent set pieces um, which are interior. I don't know if you remember them or not, but you'll be inside like a shopping center or a hotel. Yeah, and um people will use the environment to their advantage. Like people will know that the building is sanded in as opposed to snowed in and they'll shoot out the, um, the windows and the, the room will fill with sand and inside suddenly becomes outside. Um, 
So there are some like just really excellent uh, transitions between environments that happen very seamlessly. Um, that that game would 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 look incredible if it was made using today's technology. But to be honest with you, um, it's designed so skillfully that it works today. And after yeah. a couple of hours, you kind of forget that the visuals aren't up to today's standards. That's exactly what I was going to say. That despite that, because it plays so well and because of the the story is fantastic. Like that is, it it stands the test of time despite its technology drawbacks. Mm. Yeah, it sounds like uh, fantastic. It sounded yeah. like you were describing a movie, actually, like an action movie. Yeah, it's, it it looks like like Lawrence of Arabia in many <laughs> places. <laughs> um, but no, I, I I can't recommend it enough. Again, I I wanted to write about it, but um, it was it was frust. It's one of those frustrating occasions where you think that you have some really intelligent, unique commentary to give on something and then realize that everyone else has simultaneously come to the same conclusion. Yeah, uh, four years ago. <laughs> exactly. I was about to say, in, in, in my case, it wasn't even simultaneous. So um, all, all, I'm, I'm glad I got to discuss it briefly on this podcast. Um, so the, the other game I actually wanted to talk about is uh, I played 1979 Revolution. Um. So 1979 Revolution um, is about the political uprising in Iran in 1979, which I knew nothing about. Um, Mm, I I, I, I think it is safest to admit complete ignorance (laughs) uh, (laughs) in this occasion. It's, it's, It's based on real events. In actual fact, the beginning of the game claims that the characters are based on real people um there are there is video and photographic sections of the game which suggests that this is the case as well um basically you play as a a photographer who um is in the middle of this uprising um where the people of iran are trying to create a free state from the shah who is very much um, a dictator um, trying to overthrow the Shah and right. there are different perspectives on how that revolution should occur so there are different political groups um, and many religious groups as well that although they share the same concept of free Iran their concept of what a free Iran is is different Okay. now okay. I know nothing about Iranian politics um, I would not win in a pub quiz about Islam. Um, but the game does a really good job of introducing you to this network of beliefs by giving you very relatable or unrelatable uh, characters. Um, and through their commentary and through their actions, you very quickly get up to speed um, on what all of these different factions do and where they stand. And you are able to assess uh, who you want to sympathize with and how you want to behave uh, during this revolution. Uh, what, what type of game is it? How do you actually play it? Thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> it plays very much like a telltale game. It plays like Walking Dead or it plays like Life is Strange as well. Okay. Um, it's kind of a, a choose your own adventure, but that doesn't really do it much justice. Um, there are sections where you take pictures of what's going on around you and then you're given dialogue or action choices 
um, in certain scenarios, which then drive the narrative one way or the other. Um, but what I like about this game the most is there is no fluff at all whatsoever. Um, so when I say fluff, I think of like in the Walking Dead game, um, oh, I need to use a flashlight. Oh, the flashlight has no batteries in it. So I have to go find one battery which is in this guy's pocket and another battery which is in a different room. Now I walk back to the torch, put the batteries in. Like it's it's not it doesn't have any of the point and click adventure inspired elements. Yeah. It just has those choices. And then you instantly are brought to terms with um, the consequence of that choice. That's great. Like I, I think the same of those other games where the choices that you have to make, like the biggest choices are so big. Like, why do I want to waste my time with these lulls? Now there's a, there's room for a, a quiet period just to, like to be poignant and to make you think about what you've just done and what you're about to do. But the the point, you know, the A to B stuff that you, like you explained, like I don't understand why you'd have so much of that in these kind of games like in a survival game, like walking dead, for example, it doesn't seem to fit for me. Like life is strange a bit more because of the characters and, and the setting and what you're doing there. But I never felt in life is strange that it was amounting to, uh, the same problem that I had with The Walking Dead. Like, it was all feeding into the character. And yeah. going and getting some batteries is not doing anything for me in terms of building the character or the narrative or the, the progress or the direction. Yeah, Life is Strange is a really good example of how to do a game in this genre well. I actually think that 1979 is probably the best example. Um, if I was to think of this genre as the modern take on what an interactive movie would be... right. Uh, this can be seen as a criticism by some, but the game is actually completable in 90 minutes. Or at least it was for me. Sure. Um, but, it, but for me, that was... experience, it doesn't matter if it's that quick, I guess. Exactly. And, and you know, I've spent the same amount of, movie, um, of money on a, a Blu-ray movie, for example. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to play the game again immediately after I finished it and did so because I was just really curious to see um, more about the story, more about the history of what this game actually is representing, and also through curiousness, what would happen if I took certain choices a different way. And the way this game tackles uh, the lulls, which are necessary, is usually with um, inconsequential dialogue, such as like your relationship with your mother. Like Your relationship with your mother doesn't actually necessarily come to anything, but in that period of time, you can just choose to not have a very strong relationship with your mother. And that, that kind of builds up your own version of what that character is for yourself. But then the major decisions which can um, affect the fates of the other characters in the game or even your own, um, they come so thick and fast and frequent in the game that I actually felt this was more tense than the walking dead. For example, I, I, I felt more of a sense of dread and fear for my own life because depending on how I behave while I'm in this scenario, I, I could be shot by the police, essentially, right. um, or, or even worse, um, my friends could be shot by the police. You're, you're, you're constantly in a position of fear for everyone else's life as well. 
it's 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 a dip again it's a difficult genre to talk about without discussing the narrative and i really want to avoid doing that mm-hmm. um so i, I kind of just want the takeaway here to be that this is a similar game to those telltale adventures but i think a much tighter experience where i felt that every interaction really meant something even if you know a lot of these games are smoke and mirrors for the most part i still felt that my interactions truly mattered um the only downside i would say the only slight gripe is there's a couple of um uh, quick time events in the game okay i'm i'm not anti quick time event but considering every other action felt so meaningful these quick time events that don't really seem to have any consequence to them felt slightly out of place and detracted slightly from what I thought was the main strength of the game. It does sound a bit okay. off. Okay. Considering everything you uh, you just said, it sounds a bit off. Strange. Yeah, it it did. It felt out of place. And like they're the kind of quick time events we have to tap something very quickly to win the tug of war. Mm-hmm. Um, where I would just rather choose to win or choose to lose that tug of war. I, I don't, um, I'm not sure if you mentioned, but you got this on Steam. It's only on Steam. Okay. Um, it's only playable with a mouse and keyboard. Okay. So if that matters to people, that's something to keep in mind. Um, no idea if there are console ports uh, planned for this, which actually would be a shame because I think it's the sort of game that would play very well um, from a sofa because um, it's quite a, a it's a very cinematic affair, um, more so than Life is Strange, and I would say that. Um, this is more enjoyable for a third party who happens to be watching with you than Life is Strange or one of those Telltale games as well. And if this has the, the historical component, like you said, um, I'm guessing that it's like watching a documentary. Yeah, I mean, as I'm not an expert on the subject matter, I, can't, I couldn't claim the, the accuracy or um, if the bias that the game leans towards politically is valid or invalid, I, I wouldn't want to dare give my input on that um but i definitely felt that i almost felt encouraged to go a step beyond the game and actually start reading wikipedia entries on it which i which i did because i wanted to better understand the situation that they were in in iran at that given time um and it also gives better context as to how the country is in the state it is in today as well um so yeah it's 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 an interesting historical document as much as it is a game and it's still accessible to someone that has zero interest in that subject or any knowledge beforehand um it delivers that very well and delivers that much in the same way that an excellent 90 minute movie would about a similar situation you know this that's awesome. Mm, this this type of game is very interesting because it makes me think, like, who actually made it? Where are these people from? Uh, how did they get to this story? Do they actually know someone that lived it? Did they investigate? Because it's a very, it's a very interesting game in the sense it's not made up. It seems it's more like based on something that is actually quite complicated to uh, to discuss nowadays. Yeah, it's a brave topic. Yeah, brave. I would say yeah, that, because. That's the word, brave. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's A, I'd like to pretend that I'm not alone as being someone that wasn't completely savvy to the fact that this incident occurred. And B, I'm not so sure that it's 
an incident that people want to learn more about, even if they're encountered encountering it for the first time, let alone want to play a video game about it. I um, was was given this uh, as a gift for my for my birthday, and I'm very grateful that it was. Um, so I, I I can only part this conversation with if you like the genre of what do we call it? <laughs> They're not points and clicks. Adventure yeah. games, modern Narrative adventure games. Adventure. Yeah, like the the, the 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 adventure games that Telltale um, and Don't Nod are now famous for. Hmm. Um, I would like to make the case that this is better than all of those. And, um, and the subject matter is actually a great choice in the end because I came away learning something. <laughs> it's on my list. <laughs> 90 minutes also sounds very appealing. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I, I don't think I'd want to spend more time with it, but that's not a slight on the game. I yeah. think that um, I, I have tired of many games um, past the 90 minute point and just wanted them to end um, so so this one um, ends where I actually wanted a little bit more and my 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 way of dealing with that situation was just to play it again <laughs> <laughs> right something you can do considering that there are paths that you have to choose to go down yeah yeah there's a bit of replayability to it and because um, it's short it helps Exactly, and 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 to clarify, uh, replaying the game isn't necessary. I would say, so it's not like um, let me think, Heavy Rain, for example, where you're missing half of the story threads if you don't replay it. Right. Um, you can absolutely just play this game once through, if you can be at peace with the outcome, <laughs> which. Um, I, I'm not sure how many outcomes there are, but mm -hmm. it is definitely possible to have a pretty bleak outcome. Right. <laughs> okay. Let's, cool. let, let's just say that not many people fared very well during the revolution in Iran <laughs> in 1979. <laughs> it was a very dangerous. It was a very dangerous time and place to be. Uh. <laughs> uh, I've been playing a couple games, but they're games that I'm either I've either discussed before or have only just got into. So Hyperlight Drifter, mm. finished that up over the weekend. Fantastic game. I enjoyed it from from start to finish. Great. Uh, and I know that Tom and Bob have both got it. So I guess we'll have potentially room for for a for a cast talking about that in depth between the three of us, if mm. not in mm, some that'd other format. be interesting format. to hear. Yeah, I want to. I want to encourage those guys to pick it up and and see it through, uh, so we can we can discuss the experience together. But definitely recommended. And uh, I've been playing some Dark Souls Three, which came out last week, and I know that Stu and Bob have also been playing that one. And I come from a pretty basic history in the Soul series. I've I've tried one, I've tried two, never got on with them really well. Kind of overwhelmed. Uh, I stuck with Bloodborne, uh, saw that all the way through, had a housemate that kind of pushed me over some of the hurdles that I, I came up against, sort of co-opt with me to, to get through some tough bosses that I might otherwise have bounced off of and never seen through. And um, really enjoying Dark Souls 3. I think that it plays much better than the previous ones. It feels like a 
a more inviting game despite throwing a boss at you within the first three, four minutes of gameplay. You're kidding. You're kidding me. Um, wow. <laughs> definitely not. And that took me about an hour to, to get through. But uh, I, I've come unstuck a couple of times and those are both on bosses. Uh, the second boss I had to grind out just to feel a bit more powerful and get through. Um, but still, by by no stretch was that a simple task. I still had to fight tooth and nail and only just got through by a sliver. Um, really enjoy that game. Like for people that enjoy the series, this from from what people are saying could well be the best yet. Uh, Earl, um, not Earl. Stu has mentioned that it feels like a return to what made uh, Demon Souls so uh, so good. Mm. Um, but I'm going to leave the extended chat about this game until hopefully next week when Stu can get on uh, and we'll talk at length. Uh, he's come from a history of playing through all of the games and, and loving every single release. So I think that would be an interesting discussion. Uh, someone who's quite new to the series and someone who's just got so much passion for the series so far. As an outsider... Um, I mean, I, I mm. played I played Demon's Souls, um, and that that was my fill. I, I really liked that game, just to be clear. Right. Uh, but hats off to that studio from Software for them to make what was a, a a cult hit that was originally only released in Asia and made it to the West through popular import demand, basically, mm. to then making a a game that has spawned three sequels and to be commissioned to make Bloodborne for Sony and still not reach fatigue in their yeah. fan base is yeah. absolutely stunning. I mean, th those games have come out really close to each other. Like Demon's Souls was not that long ago. It was towards the end of the, the PS3 life cycle and they have made five games that are in that genre and people just want more. So they, they are doing it right. Whatever yeah. they're doing, they're doing a great job. And it doesn't feel exploitative. It really doesn't feel like they're phoning these in. Each one feels really good. Adds, adds stuff that works really well and, and fits in with the rest of the game. There's still this feeling of, oh my God, if I push around this corner i could lose everything i'm holding on to and i did that this, <laughs> I did that this morning i looked at the watch i was thinking i should probably pack this in but uh these guys that i've summoned really want me to proceed ahead <laughs> um there's still that core concept that has been there since the original uh since demon souls but everything they add to it just fits in really really well uh there's even like the, um, I guess one of the biggest sort of multiplayer things in this new one is that you can spawn a second ally, but that will allow you to be invaded by a second uh, oh. human enemy, and and that they can join. They are they are searched for and added to your session before the friendly comes in. So you've got to survive uh, that attacker long enough for your help to arrive. It's it's intense. It's it's, uh, it's got a bit of a PvP route beyond what they already had. Yeah, they keep adding PvP with each release. Uh, Bloodborne had, uh, I think that was probably in other Dark Souls games, but um, there were areas where you ha you you were definitely going to be invaded. Um, there was this woman who would ring this bell, and you'd have to kill her uh, for her to stop spawning human players into your game world. <laughs> It's 
it's a scary, daunting game. And now that I'm in it and don't get reject, like don't feel re- like I need to reject it. Uh, it's one of my favorite series. Mm. Awesome. You, yeah. you know that uh, Demon Souls was the last game I played on a SD um, TV. I was th- you played that on a standard definition yeah, television. I, I still had one, and every single time I, I went to check the inventory, I could not read a thing. I had no idea. What yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised. Jeez, that, yeah. it, th- that is the Dark Souls of playing Demon's Souls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, even even back then, it was actually it was a very good game. But for me, it was it was just too much. It was too much. I, I was just so stressed all the time, all the time. <laughs> so I didn't even I didn't even try Dark Souls because of that. But maybe I should give it a go. Yeah, I think you could jump onto the latest one. I think Bloodborne is a very good game and maybe more accessible and mm-hmm. it depends on what you what you like more that's kind of more gothic and um eldritchy uh which is unique yeah uh but dark souls 3 is fantastic fantastic um yeah recommended i'm looking forward to uh a, a cast between you bob and Stu for that one Stu's yeah. definitely the resident expert on that series yeah he, um so i, I that, would de- definitely want to hear his words yeah that's his that's his main passion in gaming these days i think mm. he uh I, I either he bought or his girlfriend bought for him the 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 big super deluxe limited edition that comes with a statue for, for yeah. dark souls 3 which he was very very pleased with uh so yeah de- definitely his thing all right um if you want to ask us any questions or give us some feedback or anything like that we have an email address specifically for the podcast it is podcast at goplaythat.com and we will read your question out on air reject your negative feedback and you know just ignore and, and, that and, move and keep on. keep on making the same mistakes we are continuing to make Basically. regardless yeah all that stuff thanks bye bye thank you bye Yeah.